We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. All right. And here we are in the other hood. This is Penelope Flynn and the remainder of the Bird Assassins next door. And we are here at this last show of 2023. We got James and Otto and Roxanne. Uh, Sonia is going to be here in a second. She had to go out and try to uh, work with her background a little bit. But this has been, um, you know, a really, I guess, hectic. I feel like we were just here. I mean, it was just this week has passed quickly. And, of course, what we like to do is start with the weather. So, James, how are things in New York City? Okay, right now in New York City is 42 degrees. It's mostly cloudy. Um, I don't know. Today the, the weather was kind of bipolar. First it was cloudy, then it was sunny, and it was going back and forth. Um, so right now it's, it's just a little chilly. Hey, did you have to get out in it today? No, hopefully, like I said, I got to get get outside tomorrow to get to the pharmacy before it closes early. Yeah, yeah, everybody's got to hurry up, and we'll talk about that even to our, our New Year's Eve uh, rituals and traditions as well. And Roxanne, I don't know, where are you, are you still in Maryland, or where are you now? Oh, yeah, I'm, um, yeah, I'm back in uh, Baltimore. I was at my parents' house for almost two weeks, um, taking care of that damn bougie mutt. And um, my and my parents, my parents will be 90 and 24. So. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it, it's overnight is fine, two nights, uh, but longer than that, I you really feel uncomfortable leaving them, mm. especially since my mom has Alzheimer's. So, um, so yeah, I was there, and 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 to take care of the bougie mutt. My, that's what my father sense. calls him Kelly and her bougie dog. <laughs> he's a, he's a pain, just a pain. Uh, in fact, my, the screen on my iPhone is cracked because of him. Oh, my God. oh yeah, yeah. I was um I was lying down listening to some music. He jumped on me. I startled the um the phone slipped off my stomach onto the floor. Wow. Thank you. Anyway, um, but yes, I'm I'm in Baltimore now. Um for the nonce. Um <laughs> the weather here was Pretty much like New York, uh, cloudy, uh, about a, about one degree warmer, um, kind of damp out, you know. Yeah. And um, but the good news is that it's not supposed to rain for a while. My That's God, great. we've been having these storms that just—it's like what? It's December. Um, yeah. And we've been having them back to back. Which is like, I mean, you know, 10, 20 years ago, it never rained, mm -hmm. you know, the last half of November until April. 
And now, well, I guess climate change is messing with the weather. Yep. Yep. So yeah. anyway, um, but yeah, I'm, I, this is decent weather. It's not great, but it's decent. Well, um, yeah. I mean, it could be worse. It could be snow and ice. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Are you getting snow and ice, Sonia? Uh, it's flurried today, but no, nothing that's stuck. But it's right at freezing. So, you know, if it, precipitation happens, it's bound to happen any minute now. Wow. Wow. So have you been out in it or are you just kind of relaxing and staying indoors? Uh, we went out after it flurried. So after it, and it got cold. So... Yeah, it's yeah. 32 right now, so I don't know what the wind chill is, though. Right. Okay, Otto? Well, first of all, I want to say regarding the bougie mutt in Baltimore, I was not in Baltimore. just want to make sure. He's back. <laughs> the weather today was, I don't know, because my, my partner wouldn't allow me outside of the house. So I think it was sunny. Kind of cloudy. Look, I wasn't going out. I'm sorry. I got up this morning. I looked at the weather. The temperature is at 31 degrees. The nope, I'm not. I mean, I think I left uh, my room to go to the bathroom in the kitchen. That's it. You know, no running around. I just, I'm not playing around with this kind of weather. It's just, I can't deal with that. All that kind of cold. Tomorrow I have to get out in it. But today I didn't have to, so I did not so yeah you can keep this i mean maybe for you it's normal but not for me man and thank goodness i got a pair of uggs because the floor is cold and i'm used to walking around without shoes on and and um and so otto said here are some uggs for you so now i have uggs to walk around in with this cold cold floor apparently people from the south uh, are used to walking around barefoot hey it's a thing. Yeah. It's what we do. So, yeah. I see Cranston's just logged in. I can see his black ground, but I can't see anything else. I don't think he's, he's all the way in yet. Almost all the way in. Because I would love to know if uh, Atlanta is getting cold. And that, I mean, Jacksonville's that, that getting cold. Yeah, like, Atlanta was supposed to be down to about freezing, too, today. Yeah. My yeah. friend called yesterday. She goes, it's cold. Yeah, because I know my um, sister was saying that it was going to get cold there. And but see, we I, I'm shocked. We haven't gotten any real precipitation this time of year, at least. Well, I guess January, I guess, when we get some snow. I think it would have been nice, but, you know, we're not, I'm not begging for it. You know, it would be okay, but I'm not begging for any. All right. Uh, I guess Cranston. Can you hear us, Cranston? I think that's a yes. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like he's getting his tater chips. Sounds like he's digging for change for the total. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a lot of... Yeah, what's that? Yeah, okay, I don't know what that is. But uh, but when he's ready, I'm sure he'll regale us with his uh, weather report. But boy, can you believe it that we are back here again another year that we have made it all the way through gotten stuff done gotten stuff not done you know reassessed where we want to be um all that stuff and i mean it's been i mean not 
I mean, we came through, of course, the pandemic, you know, a couple of years ago. Then also at the same time, we were dealing with the Black Lives Matter movement and and anything that's happened in this past year is probably, you know, the downslope, you know, from all of that activity. But there's still, you know, a lot of stuff that happened in this past year that, you know, will shape, you know, where it is that we are moving, you know, into the future. Um, I guess when we think about it, the most important thing that probably happened this past year is that I got LASIK surgery. So, you know... She can see. She can What's see. The important thing that happened in the past year. It wasn't that Cranston busting through the wall there? Yeah, yep. there he goes. It's like Kool-Aid the man. Oh, He's the Kool-Aid man. Yeah, that's good too. Better, better. Hey, what's going on, Cranston? <laughs> He's chewing. He's chewing. His mouth is full. You okay. know, we really hit the wall with you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Whoa, He's whoa, whoa. Oh, he unconnected. Yeah, he, I think he just realized we could see him. Yeah, that we could see him. Okay, that's all right. Um, But, I mean, that was a big deal for me because, I mean, number one, it was a weird thing. So, well, you know, because I did not know I had to get it done until I got it done. You know, I've been to the doctor because I need to get new contact lenses. And then they said, cannot correct your vision anymore with contact lenses because you have got cataracts. And I did not know that. I mean, I knew that this, oh, eventually, you know, it's going to develop little, you know, spotting here, but no. And then I said, nope, you need to get this taken care of. And what they do is they tell you, you can either get like the surgery where they just go in and they take out the lens and then you wear glasses or they will give you the one stitch surgery or they give you the no stitch surgery with the premium lenses. And of course, no stick surge, no stitch surgery with the premium lenses is what I got, and um, it was it was something. It was it was um, for me. I had I've never had twenty twenty vision before, so it's been quite an experience. You know everything that I thought I saw uh, that I did not really see, and it's really just regular everyday things have been just a revelation. So for me, that is my big twenty twenty three story. You know. So anybody else got a big 2023 story? I left Florida and then I left Georgia and now I'm in New York. Ah, the one place I said I'd never come back. <laughs> and look well, at never, you. Never, never That's say a big never. story. Never. It's not well, New York, true. New York. I'm not, I'm not in the city. I'm in Rochester. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I did so how, say I wasn't coming miles, back to this. How many miles huh? is that? Uh, 1,400, I think. Oh, that I'll you check. drove 1,400 yeah, miles? Yeah, because I went from Tallahassee to Rochester because I had to pick up some stuff in Tallahassee. Wow. <laughs> I'll find out and let y'all know. Um, But yeah, I taught, because my friend, for 25 years, she's been trying to get me to move up here. Even tempted me with a friend that I hadn't, he was my uh, dorm, mon, my dorm, um, manager mm-hmm. and he's like he's here too and i said nope not nope not coming not coming he leaves i said okay i'll come huh. uh 1229.5 miles according to google wow. from tallahassee to rochester wow wow Tw- uh, 12, <coughs> yeah so it's almost three thousand uh just over two uh 1200 miles. miles wow <laughs> well i mean it- Having been in New York when you were young and then going, you know, to Florida and then coming back now. My blood thinned. 
<laughs> That's the big thing. I thought, I thought, because I put on weight, I, I discovered my body put on weight to deal with the cold. And I was like, no. And it did anyway. Okay. Well, I was going <laughs> to say you look like you lost. Yeah, you can't see where the weight gain is. Oh. <laughs> Kim's lost weight, my, sis, my, my sister of heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, um, and I found it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the biggest change is my body change that scares the GBs out of me. Spring's coming, so don't worry about it. Well, no, I'm working on it now. And then yeah. the um, for those who don't know, we came up here to help a friend take care of her mom. And her mom died on Wednesday. So now yeah, they're letting us, that. yeah, they're letting us stay up here long enough to figure out our next move. Well, you've got a university system up there, right? Yes, they do. And Kim's going to enroll, hopefully, creeping fingers crossed, uh, next month. And then I figure out what I'm doing. All right. All right. Okay. So, I mean, I, I will ask you, um, Roxanne, what are your end of the year where you've done all year? I mean, I know you just talked a moment ago about what you have been doing for the past couple of weeks. But for the entire year, I know you did a lot of stuff this year. Well, um, I did get a lot of writing done. I'm about uh, three quarters, maybe a little more than three quarters with um, Liberation, the third book in the Underground series, which I've only been writing for years. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing that happened to me is in this year is I dumped 15 grand into my house since July. Wow. And I ain't done. Wow. Because my house has decided to bankrupt me. Um, (laughs) the water line broke in July, the water line. Wow. Yikes. That was 10 grand. Wow. Um, then um, a couple other, couple of, then the hot, hot water tank blew. And I could not believe how expensive they are these days. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, when I moved into this house, granted it was 20 years ago, but when I moved into this house, I, the first thing I did was replace the hot water tank. I think I paid about $600. This sucker was two grand. Wow. It doesn't wash the dishes. (laughs) It doesn't play fetch. (laughs) You know, it's like, what good is it? Wow. Is it one of those newfangled ones? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, there are no diamonds on it. I mean, come on. Um, and then with all of this rain that I mentioned, my, my basement's always had, I mean, this is an old house. It's like a hundred, it's like 120 some years old. Wow. And, um, you know, there were some issues with the basement, but these past four rains, heavy rains back to back. I mean, it's like, oh no, we got to do something about it. So I've got a guy. I got a guy who came to today. He plugged up the holes on the outside of the house, and then he's coming back to do the inside. 
Wow. That wasn't as much as I thought it, I was bracing. It wasn't as much as I thought, but basically that's, that's what my 2023 has been like. Every time I turn around. Something with the house. I'm going to tell you years ago, house. we had the biggest problem. It was with our uh, sewer line. Like every year the trees would break into the sewer line. So we had to, you know, have the salt and stuff put in and people to come in and try to, you know, what you call it, the road rooter to mm-hmm. road rooter mm-hmm. to the sewer line. And ultimately it just got to the point where the guy came in and put the camera down the line, you know, show us what's going on. And he was just like, This thing is gonna break. It is it's we're like, Okay, great, you know, how much is gonna cost? I mean, it's, the amount he gave is that, well, why don't we just go out and just buy a new house, you know? What the amount of money they said it was going to cost. And eventually, you know, it got to the point we couldn't hold off anymore. But technology had changed so much between the period when we first got, you know, an estimate and when we ultimately had to do it. And the price was, I mean, like one-fifth of what the original price was because they had the thing where they take it now and just pull it through the old line, right. and right. the saying though is that if this old line collapses, you're in trouble. So all we do is like cross our fingers until we can get you know the money together to get it done. But then once it was done, like no more problem. I mean, it's been such a problem for so long; it was shocking for it to the, no longer. Um, the water line was put in because now apparently they can just put a water line, and they only have to dig two holes. Well, the water line to this house was so old, they had to dig the Marianas Trench in my front yard. (laughs) And I I mean, I'm just looking at this. It's like, this is crazy. And they also found, they also found the original water pipe from when this house got running water in like 1910. Wow. And, um, he, because the, the guy said, "Yeah, I'm looking at this old screw pipe." I'm like, "What the hell?" That was the original when the when the water lines came out to the county. Um, that was the original water line they put in. They just left it. You know, I thought, well, I guess they figured it's going to be underground. Nobody's going to care. But right, yeah. So now the next time, hopefully, I won't be here. Um, the next time the water line breaks, they'll be able to just do the two hole thing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, next owner. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you include it in the price. I'm saying, st- like, how come all this shit needs to blow up on my watch? Yeah, exactly. exactly. You just bill the next person. Yeah. Yeah. Them. Yeah. That's wonderful, though, that you're getting it done. Because I, I know that feeling. You know, it's it's such a pain when it breaks down, but it feels so great when you get it fixed. And yeah. then it's like, it's not like, it, that's the problem with maintenance. It's not like it's like an add-on or anything. It's it, but what it's like is that it's just a thing that now is just normal. It's it's yes. not. I, I mean, we had a car back in the day, not too many years ago, that the moonroof sunroof got stuck or and it had like a thing it's supposed to drain it wasn't draining properly so anytime it rained it's like you got to go outside of the car okay you got like a cup to bail the water out of the car you know in the front if you park the car at an angle you know it's the water's going to go down into the front of the car and to bail it out from under the front seat the, the, the passenger seat and the driver's seat 
every time it rained. So yeah. And then when you get it fixed, it's not you gain anything. It's just now it's back to normal, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, so, still, it's like I don't believe I went through all of this. You know, how many for how many years, months, or whatever. When this is what I could have had all the time, I'm not going to be so stupid the next time, right? Right. Yeah. All right. Well, well I got nothing to do with you. That's yeah. a, that's the issue. And like, everybody love old houses. Our house is like 90 years old, so it's not as old as yours. But it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so quaint and nice, and yeah, all the hidden stuff. Yeah, until everything starts breaking down. Knob and, and tube yeah. wiring and yes, plumbing. yeah, our our house still has places where there's knob and tube. My house wasn't that old, and it was starting to do all that. That's why I just let the old, new person you deal with it. I'll even yeah. lower the price. I don't care. You know, I every I realize every wall in this house is still plaster and lath. So is ours. And um, I mean, it's just like, does anybody do plaster anymore unless they're like a restoration person? Yeah, because the first thing they want to tell you is I will put in some sheetrock. I didn't ask for sheetrock, you know, could you just redo the plaster, you know? But yeah, it's very difficult to find someone who can do the plaster nowadays. Just restoration people. Expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's expensive. Expensive. Because they don't teach it, so you have to find an artisan. I mean, sheetrock is great. I get it. And, you know, it's cheaper than plaster and so on and so on. But, you know, if you got this old house and you got to pay a restoration guy, you know, four times the going rate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't Balmoral Castle, okay? Yeah, yeah. Yep. They don't teach it in community colleges and in tech colleges anymore. Nope, nope. You have to have again somebody's been doing it in their family for the past hundred years yep. in order to find right. someone that can do it. Right. That's why I hate it when slavery was eliminated. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Next. Oh. Cranston, we didn't get to ask you about your weather. Uh, we're in we're in the middle of the coldest part of the year. It's uh forty three right now. It's going wow. down. And uh, I went outside and I got my pool, which was uh, El- and we lost him. Yeah, yeah. Comcast don't want him talking. Right. We are. We are at fifty-four. I'm just gonna get my um, phone. It's at fifty-four right now. Thank you. That's not so, cool. Yeah. No, yeah, thirty-two. No, ours is okay. Yeah, he said forty-two, thirty-two. Mm-hmm. I'm at 32. Wow. Yeah, but you're supposed to be. You're in Rochester. But it was 60 on. It was on 60 at Christmas. But that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's how you know the world is going to end. That's how you know the world is going to end. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? While we wait for Cranston, I guess say James. I know you've had a big full year. You know what was your 2023? Uh. My 2023 was cheating death, not once, not twice, but three times. So I'm happy. Three times. Three times yeah. a lady. Yeah. I mean, the first time I almost broke my neck, falling down the subway steps. Then the second time I was choking on that situation with the metallic taste in my mouth. And then 
The third time was um again with that metallic taste, and I had to go to the emergency room in Brooklyn because I couldn't breathe at work. So life has been great. Life was, you know, pretty good this year well, for me. Well, what did they say it was ultimately? Nah, they still can't pinpoint what it was. I mean, it still flares up a teeny tiny bit every now and then, but um. Actually, I had a, and see, that's another thing. I think I broke a record for doctor's appointments this year. Um, in fact, the last appointment I was supposed to go to, I couldn't because my back was messed up. And um, plus, I was doctored out by by today. I was tired of going to the doctor. But um, yeah, the the last time was really bad because... I couldn't breathe. I could barely call EMS on my phone, and they came and got me. And then I made the mistake of telling them, well, um, they said, where do you want to go? I said, well, take me to Kings County. That Which, was a mistake. Yeah. That, I mean, as somebody that writes in the horror genre, I couldn't have did any better because I spent, like, almost two days in a emergency room why'd you choose Kings county because i didn't know any better because i'm not from brooklyn oh god and then it's like after i get out and i get back to work people you know i'm telling them what happened they're like oh king's county you know the woman that's in charge of the tennis association she's like oh yeah i remember that's where my kids were born before it turned bad, before it broke yeah. bad. And I didn't even know people, you know, there's a kind of tradition of people dying in the emergency room there. So Yeah, that's where they take people to die. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so. But now year, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is they take people there to die and you ask for it. So, wow. No, I did. I I did not know. I did not know if so now. On your way there, can you stop? On your way there, can you stop by the cemetery, please? Yeah. Now you know if the situation ever arises again, I'm. They say you want to go to King's County. I'm gonna be like, F no, no. <laughs> and no, if you, if you if, next time. and if they if you ask me again, I'm gonna have you in King's County. You know? <laughs> so. So, um, yeah, this was the, I guess this was the year that I replaced Kenny on South Park. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, just incredible. I, to a story, the man who cheated death. Yeah. Three times. Three again times. and again and again. Again, again and again. again. Captain Scarlet. Yep. Pretty much. And that falling down the stairs. Actually, I that was terrifying because I couldn't stop. You know, the first flight, I'm like, okay. Then I just kept going. And then when I hit the platform, I'm upside down. And the conductor, she's looking. <laughs> out to she just shrugged the shoulder like, yeah, well, you missed the train. Sorry, wait for the next train. Yeah. Here's a transfer. Missed the glass. Yeah, yeah, you, you try to yeah. do a Sam Jackson impersonation. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, I'm I'm telling you. You know, in fact I kinda did a Samuel Jackson impersonation yesterday because I stubbed my toe in the house and I was like, Oh, oh, oh yo. I don't know. Um it's just it's just been a tough year physically. Yeah, but the positive thing is that it can only get better, right? As I said, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Well, let's friends, declare let's declare it so. Yes, it will get better. It will get better. It is going to be better. Right, right. See, right. manifest yeah. manifest it now so that yeah. it happens. Yeah, and keep talking it. to Cranston. Asking Cranston about his uh, weather, so we still haven't got him. Are you here, back, Cranston? Yeah, I'm back. All right, there we go. <laughs> Yeah, as breaking, he does. He's breaking, breaking through, through the wall. The, yes. Yes. Okay. Breaking the fourth wall. Yes. There you okay. go. All right. So yeah, what was what you started with your weather and then we lost you. Um, yeah. How how is the weather? It is uh, beginning. They say the coldest part of the year is mm -hmm. uh, right now. It's forty three. You can see your breath if you step outside. So I'm trying to stay inside. Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, it's uh, it's it's great. Are you all expecting snow? Uh, no. It, uh, we, the last time it snowed here was in 89. Wow, so that's a long get, time ago. We, don't we get, get hard time. freezes and we mm -hmm. get uh, frost warnings, but uh, doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't get snow very often. Hmm. Thank goodness. Because well, yeah. you get snow tires anywhere. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be a problem. Why don't well, James is into his, his listing of everything that happened to him in the past year we got fixated on his cheating death three times so i'm sure there are other things beyond cheating death that you did this past year um other than cheating death three times yes. i i guess it was again uh, serious issues with my back i had you know i had to go get um because my spine is narrowing, they say, so I had to get steroid shots. Mm. But um, other than that, and um, getting accepted to a couple of anthologies. Yeah, and, um, that's good stuff. Yeah, but, you know, listen. And see, here's the thing. People, are, you know, Friday at work, people say, well, if I don't see you, Happy New Year. See, here's the thing. It's a new year, but we don't know if it's going to be happy because it's an election year. Think about it. Good point. It's an election year, and right now, I'm with I'm with Otto. I'm very cynical and pessimistic about this coming year. I'm sorry. I th still think Santa's going to bring us our our, our convictions. That's yeah, not good. Yeah, but you know what? We all we can do it. is plan, you know, for the stuff that we can control. That's all we can do. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that property in Panama is starting to look real good now. Actually, I'm looking at Nevis and St. Kitts. It was, that's, you know, Costa Rica. Yep. As long Belize? as it's not the U.S. Belize. They speak English. So y'all believe the country simply because this maniac becomes president? Mm. Because people will be hunted 
Well, you know what? We survived it one time. Yeah. But I'm not gonna make plans to survive it a second. I just get an exit strategy just in case. That's right. Yeah, I myself am looking north of the border, so Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, mean, I for one welcome the uh chaos that will come as a result. More power to you. Thank you. All right. So um Cranston, I will get to you now. What what's your year look like? Uh when last year or next year? The last 20, year. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, you're twenty twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty three it started out nice and normal and then the first half and the second half of the year became a never ending uh soap opera that if somebody had told me what I was telling them, I would be telling them what people are telling me. But it's over. So um Looking forward to a 24. <laughs> I had no idea what you just said. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> no idea what that just meant. Yeah. And that and that was how the year went. So yeah. But what were your um <laughs> other than the thing that you just said that we don't understand what it was? Mm-hmm. I know you had some things that happened, some big issues, good issues that happened in the year. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) but um, most of them are either under NDAs or the statute of limitations hasn't expired. But we'll just say, yeah, they 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 went well. Okay, (laughs) great, great. Sounds like Otto. Yeah. Well, Sonia, I know you have some some things like you said. You start out in Florida, Uh in Rochester. We had some other things that were going on during this period that you were, you know, keeping tabs on. How did everything turn out? Um, they're still developing. I'm trying to set up my own company to do something. I'm not sure quite yet what, but I've decided that I'm taking back control. I'm not going to leave control up to other people. So tomorrow I sit down and I make my little plan and my little manifest, well, not little manifestation, make my manifestations and then set my goals. So um, I've reminded that the last time I sat where I'm sitting right now, the chair collapsed under me. And then we found out that one of my mentors passed away. So I figured he was kicking me in the butt to tell me to get moving. All right. So I'm getting moving. All right. All right. I'm Otto, looking at the you? broken chair now, going, yeah. That, all right. Reminder. <laughs> so, Otto, how about you? What's your year been like? Uh, happily boring. So, that's where I want it. Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happens. The same thing <laughs> happened last year and the year before that. <laughs> and uh, I got a notice from my student loans that I still got to pay those. Uh other than that, boyfriend. <laughs> I'm expecting right. more perfection in 2024. More, more nothing. More, more confusion oh, yeah. to make it perfect for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is this is starting to sound like Seinfeld here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, about know, nothing. If there's confusion, understand. We've seen this show before. 2024 yes. is a repeat of 2020. Yeah. Nobody yep. should be surprised. You've seen the show. Mm-hmm. We like. We know show, what's going to happen. We like the show. No, we don't like. Yeah, the show. no laugh that's track, why. Though. 
Yeah. Nobody to tell you when to laugh. Yeah. No, no laugh track. No, or uh, tell you, you know, when to cry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's oh. just kind of sad, you know, that we're even considering these things. But I think this, I, you know, I'm not going to go into this, you know, the upcoming election because it's not positive things. I want to keep on positive things. Um, this year, I mean, other than, you know, the being able to see things now uh, that I never knew kind of existed. Um, I at least got some ideas moving forward about some stuff that I want to do, invested in some things that will help me get done what I want to do more on my own. Again, it's like a little bit kind of riffing off of you, Sonia, where it's like I can't, you know, I got to rely on what is it I can do on my own. And because, you know, everybody else is doing their thing and you can't always rely on other people to help you get your thing done. You got to be able to make a plan that, it, that, you know, if everything else doesn't go the way you want, that you still have plan C and D and E. So that's what I'm doing. Plan C, D and E. All make the sure way to Z. Forward. That's right. We're getting the plans set up. So in that way, yeah, this, this year has been a revelation to me about getting things planned out and done and worked on. Um, getting back to some stuff that I always, you know, wanted because I, you know, got a little bit off with my artwork and and uh, the writing, and I'm now just getting back into the groove of writing and writing to completion. So that's the thing too. Writing to completion is my goal. Yep. Because that thing, you know, I you can always get distracted, but try to write to completion. Focusing on the writing. And uh, strangely enough, right now, it's crazy to think about it. We're actually at the halfway mark. So that means it puts us at the point where we start talking about uh, anything in the news media or whatever in this past year. I mean, I know we just kind of touched a little bit on, you know, the um, the January 6th stuff. You know, we didn't say specifically, but all that has been going on. The um, upcoming uh trials regarding um the orange one all that is coming up and you know that's been kind of a, a rocky year for us to kind of understanding that maybe our government is not as stable as we thought or and our justice system is not as um stable or not i guess not the word is not stable our justice system is not as uh, consistent you know, as we would have hoped. So we do have those things, but what can we do then to stir ourselves into action? What can we do as, you know, regular citizens that makes a difference in that? And sometimes, you know, we just maybe have to talk about that. Then um, also, I guess, one of the big issues is the um, remaining members of BTS all are, are now in military service in South Korea. So that was a big thing in my house. <laughs> that the BTS members, Nam Joon, Kim Tae Hyung, John Joon Cook, and uh, Park Jimin are all now in the military. The first three, the few older ones, the Hyungs, had all gone already. And so now the Maknes are all um, now in the military. But the positive thing is that they'll all be out by 2025. So that was the positive thing about them going in this year. Oh, that they'll all be done. 
Wow, that was I didn't know it affected people. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, if, if listen, if if you think that's bad, my favorite football team has turned has turned. They used to be called the Kansas City Chiefs. Now they're the Kansas City Swifties. Oh, cute, cute. Yeah, and I'm happy for that. I'm happy for that. But anything bad that happens to other teams, I'm happy for that. So um, I support the Jets and the Giants. And the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'm so, a I'm a Jets fan. Anything other than those three teams? Yeah, I'm I'm a Jets fan too, but it's just too much of a hot mess right now with the Jets. I I can't take it with them anymore. Okay. <laughs> you sound like Otto. See, I'm a fan. I'm a Track fan of hot messes. I'm a fan of hot messes. People thought, listen, people thought I lost my mind that first game with the Jets with with Aaron Rodgers. And mind you, I jumped on the, I'm a Jets fan, but I jumped on the bandwagon and drank the Kool-Aid at the last minute because, first of all, Aaron Rodgers and his whole outlook on COVID and all that, I, I can't do him. But then I'm like, okay, he's a Jet. I'll, you know, I'll deal with it. This fourth play, really, dude? The fourth play, you... Yeah. You poor well, delusional fool. Well, if if you say I'm going to have a little something, you know, uh, to warm me up before the game and it's Iowaska, that tells you everything you need to know right there. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, with 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 being a Jets fan, it's like Charlie Brown and Lucy with the football, you know. Exactly. Yeah, we're lucky both his legs didn't come off. Yeah. Well, has anybody said who thought that was a good idea in the first place? Me, I have always said that. I said, whose idea was this? We're gonna see this guy. <laughs> who? Who? Who, who, who said it was a good idea for Taylor Swift to become <laughs> a, a Kansas City Chief fan? Who said that? Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, yeah. And see, the, the, the thing about it with, with baseball, baseball with with the Mets and Yankees was so bad, I said, okay, I can't wait until football season. Then with football season, now it's like I can't wait till pitchers and catchers report spring training. Yeah, more, more, more unhappiness. You know. Uh, yeah, and then, and then here comes here comes oh, the election the cycle. No, and here comes the Knicks trading quickly, and RJ Barrett. What is that all about? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Hot know. Hot <laughs> mm-hmm. You well, wait, I, wait until I the, said, wait until I am done. I am done. In season tournament thing, so. Wait until primary and election day. You know, you know, the primaries come around. Um, and um, Trump and Trump is being pushed off ballots mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Being ticked off ballots. Anybody who think that's gonna last, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, I think the issue is you start the, the thing now, and they say what you can do and how you can do it, so you can find out, so that when you crunch time comes you'll know how to do it 
Well, I, that's the way I look at it. Well, Maine, um, uh, Maine uh, uh, took him off the ballot, um, and then about a couple hours later, they put him back on. So I don't know what's going on up there. Yeah, and and, and what the Supreme Court is going to say is, we don't want to make this decision to take away the American people's choice of president. So. We're going to decide. No, what they're going to say, election. what they're going to say is this is a political, political decision. This is a political issue, and we don't have jurisdiction to try political issues. That's what they're going to say. That was um, true. Not since reproductive rights. We haven't had that that uh, that that um that that capability. So yeah. Yeah, there's no problem doing that though. Right. 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 Yeah, just like the woman. This is from not Texas. a justiciable con controversy. Hmm. Woman, woman from Texas, please Texas to get abortion. Mm -hmm. Hooray! In, says Republicans. And Texas Rangers grab her and drag her back across the border. You know. <laughs> oh my God. That's why I don't watch the news. I know we're going forward, so my advice to everyone is: don't watch the news in 2024 don't watch the news because there's not a there's not a damn thing you could do about it right i mean if you watch the news and somebody says oh my god there's all this stuff going on and let's say gaza gaza strip what are you supposed to do about it what are you going what are you going to do take a plane over to gaza you know, they tell you exactly about unhappiness unhappiness that you can't control so yeah, so why are you telling me why is this news? What is it I'm supposed to do with this information? You know, so why are you telling me? It's like like you say, you tell tell them a guy went to the the uh, shopping mall today and shot up the place. He was arrested by police and taken into custody. So why are you telling me? You have him. He's not at large. There's no one that you need me to look for. The things already happened, so why is this news? You know, why are you telling me? This is something I need to know, because I, I, if you're saying, hey, this is the news. There's a guy who's heading toward the store, who's gonna do a thing. If you see him, run him over with your car. Okay, I get that. But if you are telling me that things already happened, he's been apprehended. He's not at large. Then why do you need to tell me? Police do your job, and that's it. That's that's all there should be to that. Because I Why know that you're going to watch. I know that yeah, you are also, watching yeah, but yourself. Also it's, it, because it has also political undertones, we want to make you feel unsafe. You know, we tell you about unsafe things to make you feel unsafe, even though you cannot control it. And then we tell you, well, we can fix that for you, knowing that it's impossible. Yeah, you that's know? that's that's pretty much the New York Post, okay? Mm -hmm. If you... If you were to read the New York Post every day, you would think that it's anarchy in New York City, okay? When, in fact, anybody that's lived in New York knows shit happens every day in New York, okay? Somebody gets, somebody's going to get shot almost every day in New York. There's nothing new about it, but to the New York Post, they just try to pit forth this agenda that the city is not safe. Um, and then the thing about it is 99% of the time when it's a crime committed, the face of the person on the on the front page of the New York Post is a person of color. Okay. 
So they they have this this thing where their readers just feel like they're supposed to be under siege, you know, yeah. when it's re- really not. It's just it's just that in New York, like any other place, shit happens. I mean, you have some other some other um, metropolitan areas that have a higher murder rate than New York. But according to New York Post, the New York Post is like it's just anarchy and and it's all because of, of wokeness and all of that nonsense. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's gonna it's it's gonna get worse next year because it's an election year. Oh yeah, and that's that's the same deal mm-hmm. they have with the president of Harvard. You know, she has yeah. got to go. They say. It's nothing but yeah. anarchy, and because of wokeness, that's how she got a job in the first place. Yeah, yeah, and it's incredible because uh, it's like they well, just admit, just say, "Hi, we are racists who have nothing at all to do with your university. Could never have ever and gotten sexist. in in the first place. So we have nothing to yeah, as sexist. So we have nothing at all to do with the university. We just want to be racist. Thank you and goodbye. Just say yeah. it. You know what it. Just yeah. say, no, know it. Just say I mean, it. I mean, for it seemed like not not seemed like this past week. I think they had her face on the cover of the New York Post like maybe three times. Okay, is Harvard in New York? Well, exactly. It, it exactly. Was, it was getting to the point where the third time I was like, well. What did she she knock off a liquor store or something? What the <laughs> hell is going on? On this shit. Why is this? Why they keep putting this? It's that and a metro car will get me on the subway. What's going on? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She did the she she did the the most absurd thing is be a black woman and, and be the president of a major university. How dare she? Yeah. It's, it's it's just it's 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 not just absurd it's obscene they they they're so ridiculous with oh my god does does do anyone remember the the previous previous presidents of harvard anybody mm, not sure was jeffrey yeah, hazard was uh, jeffrey hazard ever the president of harvard i can't remember law school was the John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith was, <laughs> was I don't know. And I don't exactly. care. Why the hell like, would anybody care? Why would you care about them want to do a hit job yeah. on a woman that you never even heard of before? It you has know, no meaning in your life. You know, it's like like Lou Costello says, I don't care and I don't give a darn. Oh, give a darn plays third base. Right. Yeah. Like these people, they, they just they got a hit list, and 2024 is where their hit list is really going to be expanded, and you're going to see a lot of people. And the word "woke" is like used as a some sort of pejorative, you know, slur. You know, so yeah, yeah, that's that's just a well. That's what it is. That's what they. That's what it's been turned into. Yeah. Well, the thing that's because... amazing to me is the issue of wokeness. Number one, it doesn't refer to them. It doesn't have any relationship to them. So why are they talking about it? It's not about them. That's just our word. It is about us being woke, not them. That's it's, it has nothing to do with them. So why are they using it? Because it's another code word for something that is going to destroy 
uh, quote unquote traditional values if you say it's woke. Right. So that's just another euphemism for those colored people again are getting uppity and uh, we have to watch out for it. Right. Yeah, it's just like, does does anybody remember when Fox had this thing, the the war on Christmas? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I oh my gosh, I remember that nonsense. What it's like happy that, holiday it? and not Merry yeah. Christmas. I said, like, what in the world is wrong with you people? You know, what happened to that campaign? Soggy? Well, no, you know what it you know what it is? This is this is exactly I mean it it I'm not saying it culminated in Trump, but Trump was the guy who has it down pat. And he always did, but it was like personified, I guess you might say. But this is the kind of crap they pull all the time. Mm -hmm. What they do is that they tell people, white people, that their little bit of privilege and their their so-called supremacy is under threat. And so if you don't join us, you're going to lose everything. Because, you know, the thing is, is that and Lyndon Johnson had Lyndon Johnson pegged it. He said, nobody wants to be as low. I mean, he didn't say it in these so many words, but nobody wants to be as low as a black man. That's right. So, you know, the white man who is like who thinks he's, you know, one step up will give you all his money to keep you to keep his his um, keep his self-delusion because you know what happens is if they lose you know what they're trying so hard to cling on cling to they will discover that not only are they no better than a black man they have always been the same mm -hmm. as a black man and that is something they do not want to admit i mean it, it's like the only thing they have to hold on to. I think um, when um, this was George Floyd, the protests, and um, they interviewed, there was like a you know man on the street kind of thing. They interviewed this one guy and asked why he was so upset about BLM, blah, 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 blah. And the guy said, they're taking our country away. Excuse me? Well, yes, we're talking about the the uh, sector of society who believes that the United States was founded by white Christians for white Christians. Well, um, there's a little problem with that because the people, the men who founded this country were not Christian. We're not Christians. You know, and, yeah, it's, and not, it's like, it, it's but, not but in the this constitution. Is, this is their delusion that they're clinging to and they, um, they, you know, idolize a time that appeared on television in the 1950s, but never was. Never was. The 50s, you know, was horrible. You know, I mean, the, the economy was crap after mm -hmm. the Korean War. Mm -hmm. And but this, but this is what you know they idolize: Ozzy and Harriet, and this, that, and the other. And it was never the like beaver. that. It was feel yeah, good, neighbor, yes. Feel good era for them, thinking right. that father knows best. Yeah, ultimately, I can aspire to this life that never really existed. Yeah, right. But they can pretend. 
know. And that's what they want. They want to keep their self-delusion. And Trump plays right into that, mm -hmm. scaring no. him half to death with all those dog whistles and cold mm -hmm. code words and this, that, and the other. And the people people lap it up. You know, the um, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, I sat down and had my barf bag and I watched a Trump rally. Mm. The man never said anything about policy, nothing. This was all like stream of consciousness. He was entertaining in the crowd. That's what they wanted. They wanted to be entertained. That's all they it didn't is. Want to know anything. That's all it because is. Because he was on a TV show. They think his, his campaign and exactly. his presidency is just a continuation of his television show. Exactly. And they don't want to exactly. cancel. And they, don't, they definitely don't want to interrupt it. And, you know, and the other thing is that, you know, these are the same, very same people who are blaming Biden for their higher taxes when it was their orange marmalade butt boy who signed the, signed the bill into law. That's the first thing he did when he took office in 2016. Yeah. And all those tax cuts and jobs act well all those tax cuts for his rich buddies we're the ones paying for it mm -hmm. and yeah. you know and and TG, tcga is supposed to expire or sunset in 2025 right because what's happening is our tax rates are going up every two years and that's why the tax is going blah 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 well i'll tell you what if the Republicans take the White House and and um, uh, lose and, and the Dems lose the um, the House and if they retain the Senate or whichever one whichever one it is, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is going to be extended for God knows how many years, maybe ten years, because that's what that's what it does. It takes all of that you know all of the tax cuts for the rich we pay for it the people you know and i'm talking about the the, the joe blow in the maggot hat joe right. the they don't know that they don't, they don't realize know that. no they don't, they don't know, know that they don't know that they that don't know that and you know what and... they don't care yeah. because it's much easier to blame biden mm -hmm. than you know their own excuse me stupidity Mm -hmm. You well, know, they feel good. I mean, if you had a choice, if you had a choice, a normal human being, uh, facing facts or dealing with something that gave you pleasure, mm -hmm. that's why Vegas exists. I'm going to the pleasure right. dome. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I don't because want to face I can facts. Hope and wish. It's like there's something, you know? something Penelope said. What did you say this morning, Penelope, about the. You know, this, the person that had a story to write, and so now they clean houses. What, what was it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so the writer's, uh, was it the, the writer's cleaning service? It said, yes. you tell me that I got to write something, and then and I uh, I'll, I'll come to your house and clean your house instead. I'm going to keep you, whatever it is, and keep me from doing the thing that I need to do. And that's right. the way that we are. You know, we that's human. Avoid. That's human behavior. Yeah, yeah. it's like the endorphins. And yeah, they get that. If you told, if you told black people that you could do all this stuff, you know, you all this, all these, you know, all the pleasure that we got from Barack Obama being president, mm -hmm. you know, all that, all the endorphins, seeing his picture mm -hmm. on 
you know, federal courthouses and, you know, the State of the Union to that guy jumped up and said, you lie. You know, all those good things, you know, black people, will, they'd be down for it. Mm-hmm. You didn't get a whole lot of for it. You get, yeah, we get a lot for it. Just all about a window dressing. You know, you didn't get a whole lot was, for it, though. <laughs> Other than that. That good, feeling, yeah. I mean, that good feeling was good. I mean, well, our good feeling came from hopefulness. They were like hoping, okay, great. This guy's going to come in. He's going to do some things. Now he understands the situation. But then, you yeah, know, I mean, there's, I a, thought, there's a black it, woman in the White House and black kids in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to I love it. Yeah, but you know, the, our understanding was what well, my understanding came to be that Barack Obama's father was African and his mother was a white woman. He was not African American. He did not identify with the struggles of what African American people had to go through. He spent a grand, I believe, part of his life um, detached from the African American experience. You know, living with people who his great grandparents who were Anglo who, um, you know, did not particularly, who, you know, like she said, one story, his grandmother was saying that she had, you know, fears of those black kids, you know, walking on the walking on the other side of the street or something, and that he internalized that. And so he felt, I, I believe, he spent a lot of his career trying to please white people because of that, that, you know, internalized feeling uh, that he was a threat and so he couldn't do anything for us because he hadn't dealt with his own self-loathing and spent so much time trying to be popular that he didn't do any work, you know? And- yeah, yeah, but you, you also got to factor in that when he got elected his first term, Mitch McConnell said that he was going to make it his business to make sure that, that nothing gets done. And I I understand that. But the reality is this. He said, well, he's going to make it his business. So we're going to just throw in the towel and say, oh, well, Mitch McConnell wins. I mean, this is where you have to get the people in your administration to do whatever it is that it takes to go in those back rooms, make the deals and stuff to get the work done. But you didn't have that kind of background. Yeah, but Penelope, Penelope, I get what you're saying. And you're right up to a point. But if I mean, you know, the three branches are of, quote, unquote, equal power. If the House doesn't, if the Congress doesn't want to deal with you, they won't. Look, I I was in my my working life. I was a lobbyist. I was up there every day, almost every Mm -hmm. day. And I've seen how this works. It is not all nice and pristine. It is about. No, I would think that it is. I think it's very dirty, like, which is why when you have someone. Who is like Barack Obama, who wants to, he's very image conscious. It's like you need to have people who are in the trenches that don't mind getting dirty. And I don't think that he had those people. He had a lot of um, Clinton's people in his administration. Well, you know, you, know you, make, you make a good point. You do make a good point. And I think that, you know, and I think that Obama also walked a line. Um, now, whether he identified, he did, the, when his book, he did write about that, his struggles with that. But, you know, the thing is, is that whether Obama identifies as white or not, people, black, white, Asian, Native American, are going to look at him and say, this is a black man. Right. And he understood that. And I think, I think he had to, he understood the line he was walking. 
it, 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 it's almost like it's almost the same situation with Jackie Robinson. Okay, Jackie Robinson had to hold a lot of rage, and mm-hmm. when he, you know, when he came up from the Montreal um, Farm Club to the Dodgers. I mean, if you ever see his auto, his um, movie biography, which I, I kind of give him credit because you know he was a little stiff as an actor, but there's one part where he's in Branch Ricky's office, and Branch Ricky says, "Listen, Jackie." You gotta, you gotta do certain things that you're not gonna like. He said, "I'm." A, he said, "Put it this way: a white baseball player is on first base, and he tries to steal second base where you're playing second, and he slides in, and you tag him, and he looks up and sees your black face staring at you, okay, and he's enraged. What are you gonna do? You know? And Jackie Robinson, that first year." He had to hold, even going into the second year, he had to kind of hold shit in. Mm -hmm. Excuse my French. Um, Now, after the third year, uh, Eno Slaughter will tell you. One time he slid in in second base and Jackie Robinson tagged him, but he tagged him in his face. (laughs) Okay? He tagged him out, slapping him in the face with his glove. And Enos was like, oh, well, why you, you know, why you hit me so hard like that? You know, and Jack Robinson was like, well, you was trying to steal second, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, he, you know, and see, that's a, another thing. If you ever notice when it comes to black folks and being the first, the mm-hmm. first always catches the hell. Yeah, okay? but Obama was, fir- Obama was first. For four years, and then he had another four years, but he wasn't the first. Right. So it's like, well, you can't run again anyway. You might as well be like that Key and Peele, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sketch, yeah. Stuff up, man. It's like, I'm out, man. I'm just, because yeah. if you got you got Mitch McConnell, he's, he's, he's effing stuff up anyway. It's like, don't hold back, man. Just go. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Just go down, go down to the Senate <laughs> and knock the shit out of me. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Which I listen. I would have. I would have loved if C-SPAN showed Obama marching over to the Capitol and then walking in the Senate chambers and clocking McConnell a good one. I would have loved that. I would have loved know? that. You, you know the thing oh, is, absolutely. That, like the, absolutely. the stuff that Trump says at his rallies and stuff. He, the reason people vote for this maniac is that he he doesn't seem to care. I, I want somebody that t- don't give a damn. It's like, you know what? But None see, and, really... and, and see, even with that, mm-hmm. it took a long time for the, for us to come to that point. Because see, you had people like like Rush Limbaugh and Bob Grant in New York. People used to tune into their radio shows mm-hmm. because they would say shit, stuff that white people didn't want to say out in public or among people. Okay, and then he evolved yes. from that to the point where Trump is like, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold back. I'm just gonna come out here and say because there's thirty percent of this country that will will listen and agree with some of the crap that I'm saying. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 
those and are the people. I, I, I mean, why I do you think he Obama, said, I love the uneducated? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe if Obama came out and said, you know what? There is racism. White people have been skating along on racism and sexism for a long time and blah, blah, blah. He would, he would get a lot of support, even from white people. But I think, you know, this walking the line, man, you're walking a, you walk a, a, a tightrope for what mm-hmm. reason? We don't need tightrope yeah. walkers. We need, we need people who are going to choose us, uh, the side that's going to help the people. So it's yeah. like, you know. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm it's not... like the Michelle Obama. It's like the Michelle Obama thing. You know, we go low and they go low and we stay. No. They go low. We kick them in the head. Yeah, you got to you gotta kick them. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I also think, um, you know, even though Obama, quote, may, may not have done much, blah, 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 blah. I think the fact that he became president was, was the wake-up call for these white racist sexists. Agreed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so, and so the backlash, of course, is that, well, we're going to do everything in our power to make sure that never happens again. But the thing is, of course, is that what these people don't want to believe is that white people are on the way out. There you go. White people are now 60% of this country. There you go. And, and, it's, and it's getting smaller and smaller. You know, in another 20, 25 years, white people are going to be the minority. Actually, they already are. That's, uh, what they've so they done is that they've changed up because they've changed up. Like, uh, go ahead, um, Otto. Yeah, they got these tricks in place because the thing is, Obama won twice, despite mm-hmm. the fact that you know McConnell and all those rest was trying to block him, and he won twice against white men. Yeah. So it's yeah. like the the thing. Yeah, the, the thing is, is that this gerrymandering and all the other things and. You know, places like North Dakota having as much political electoral votes or whatever as mm-hmm. as New York. It's like it's crazy. It's insane. Well, I know. It, you know what my argument has been, Otto, and my position is that we need to abolish the Senate. We have no use for it. The Senate is just a way to have kept white people in power for all this time. You know. Well, really, well, really, what is, what good it, is the Senate? Well, really, what needs to be abolished is the electoral. No, we don't. College. It doesn't have to be an issue of electoral college. No, no, we don't the, elect- need a Senate. the electoral. We do not need a Senate. No, no, the electoral college. The only reason why we have it is because the southern states, back in since the beginning of this country, they felt that if they didn't put that little, I guess, barrier to electoral college in that the northern states would just outvote them all the time. And that is the absolute truth. That is what the three-fifths compromise is all about. Black people were three-fifths of a person for purposes of the Electoral College. Get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if we get rid of the Senate, we don't need to get rid of the Electoral College. We don't need an Electoral College No, I'm not not saying that you are are incorrect, Penelope, but if you're going to get get rid of one, the other, or both, you yeah, they both have to go. College, they both have to go. Yeah. What need do we have for the U.S. Senate? There is no need for it, and they they have maintained that power structure. Basically, it's the United States analog of the House of Lords. 
Well, the, well, yeah, to tell you, you well, to tell you the truth, in my opinion, I would kind of keep the Senate because, say, we didn't have the Senate and we had all of these cloud cuckoo Republicans in Congress now. George okay. Santos. Yeah. Would you see what happened to him the other day? No. Yeah. He he says that somebody broke into his car and stole some stuff. And then when um they went to the police about it, the captain of the precinct said, Yeah, well, I'm I'm ninety-eight percent sure that he lied about that because we investigated it. And we couldn't find anything to substantiate it being a break-in. So what was yeah. the point of him saying I that he was yeah. robbed? He lies about he lies about random stuff for no reason. That's the thing. Publicity. Yeah, yeah publicity. His cameos, his cameos sales must be going down. So he had to bump it back <laughs> here's up. The thing, the, here's my thing. My prediction for 2024: George Santos will get a reality show and make a great deal. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's already making money in Cameo. He doesn't need a reality show. He went from making, what, a hundred-something thousand as a congressman, and he's making three times that selling Cameo videos. I have no idea what that is. It's the thing like what you got from Tim Russ for your birthday. You're kidding. So yeah. people pay for that, for him to say something to them? Yep. Why? <laughs> because. He's George Santos. I, funny. I, I, I don't get it. I don't. I have no idea. Hi, I'm George is. Santos. Penelope, I'd like to wish you a happy birthday. I lied. It's not your birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> or, if you really wanted to get even with somebody, you send him a George Santos greeting. Yeah, something. Wow. I guess you know a joke gift for somebody. Jimmy Kimmel bought a whole bunch of them to see Why? if he'd actually do it. He's going to give him money. This dude is going to rake in but money. But you gave him money, Jimmy. Yep. I think this it was Jimmy's way of paying money. him for all the material. He's going to oh, rake yeah, in money go. in 20 He's going to rake him money in 2024. It's not going to be limited. My prediction is not going to be limited to cameo cuz that's only like what 300,000 whatever. If he make it three times what he's making as a senator, that's chump change to what he can make as a Kardashian you know, type <laughs> reality yeah. show. He could dress yeah. up in drag. He could do all that <laughs> stuff. And then he can become president. Yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 Or at least run for office. Again. Yeah. yeah. Like Tiny Tim, you know, used to run for office. <laughs> What's his name? My, proje- oh. my projection. For t- those are, those are my projections. And- That's my projection for 2024. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Anybody else You're got welcome. anything to depress us with? Anybody else? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? We could depress ourselves if if these court cases don't come through. But you know, you know what? But that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. I think people are now realizing just what's entailed in the judicial system, and they're mad because some of a lot of the judicial system is making them accountable for what they've done, and they've never had that before. I think it's kind of interesting when this when the woman who's from here. Was saying that when she was uh, rich and she was white, so she wasn't going to go to jail, and she went to jail. Yeah. So I'm like, what? What is wrong with you? Well, I mean, I think a lot of them believe that the law does not apply to them. I think that's one of the big problems that people I think. Predict, what, I, mean, I predict Penelope. Penelope, I predict yeah. in 2024, 
that Donald Trump would be allowed on every ballot in the United States. That's okay. I mean, the issue to be allowed on the ballot is one thing. To win is something else. I think it'd be good for him to be on every ballot and to lose. You know, he was on every ballot last time and lost. So yeah. I'm not wor- I'm not too worried about it. Um, but I just think, uh, you know, we just have to be mindful moving forward. It's not just about keeping him out, but what is our view of the world? What do we want for our world? And what do we want for ourselves? You know, it's not enough to just say, keep him out. You know, what is it that we need? You know, you know, when I hear you know, reading of scientists saying that the water table is rising, you know, and this is a thing that they think is, you know, almost unstoppable at this moment. You know, well, what are we doing? You know, are we still out making the same type of cars, same type of factories, knowing that this is going to continue and do nothing? I mean, I don't want people just to get off and say, yippee, we made it. You know, what are we going to do? I mean, I'll tell you the well, things that really bothered me most about things is that several years back, remember they were saying at the border that children were being taken, they were being held in these, you know, I don't know, uh, internment camps or whatever you want to call them. And we had individuals from Congress go down and tour these places, etc. But not once did anybody tell us what we as an average American citizen, what can I do? What can I do? Should I get on a bus? Should I go down there with a gallon of water and then pour it on the ground or send, you know, the, the you know, money, no, hire mad. attorneys? Get, get mad. I mean, I'm just go saying. Go Yeah, you can go, go and you window. can elect so I can't this take... person. But these are going to elect that person. Great. What are you going to do? You know, and to this date, who knows what happened to those children? Who knows? We don't. You know, they run down there. They get a, a, you know, a photo op and the concerned shake their heads and, and speak into the camera. But to date, we were never told what we could have done to help those children. We were never told what these people did, if anything, to help those children or what happened to them. So that always you know, needles me. You know, when I look at people who are running for office, great. So what did you do? What are you going to do? I'm, I'm tired of, you know, just I'm going to be there. And for the next you know two years, I'm going to be on the phone asking people to send me money so I can run for office in two years. Come on. It's you just know, the uh, if, we, if we get Trump and uh, Biden running, running against each other, will this this be the oldest um, choices we've the country has ever had? Do we know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They made a joke about it at the Kennedy Center Honors. Yeah. I mean, God bless them, but but Biden is breaking some records for for being the oldest at this and that. The oldest president at this and that. This and that. the old the oldest president, the oh the oatmeal in the morning, the oldest president. Wow. <laughs> you know, but, but you, but you my, my thing is he can't he can't be a bumbling idiot old man and a mastermind who outsmarts the Republicans at the same time. Yeah, well, they'll they'll try it. They'll try to sell you both of those mm-hmm. at the same time. A, they're trying to use this uh, his age as a 
as a yeah, but you know, hedge you against know Kamala Harris, you know, becoming if he passes away, then Kamala Harris should be president. Do you think he's gonna think about dropping her from uh, the ticket at all? No, because then he pisses off of too many people. Yeah, you know yeah, what? I know what the way it. the way I care the way I feel about it. I don't care. You got to do what you got to do. If she is an albatross, if she's not going to bring any value to that ticket, then drop her. And I'm I don't I'm I'm beyond that. Uh, whatever it's going to take, do what do what it takes. You know, if, if she's not bringing people to uh, to vote, if she's not um, exciting the base, whatever it is, why are people? She's why do gotta people go. Like- Apparently, people dislike her. I don't understand why. I don't dislike her. I'm just saying that from his perspective, that if she's not bringing you know people to the table, then I don't have a problem with him dropping her and getting someone that can. You know, but I I don't have a problem with it. Taylor Swift is too young to be president, so can't really pick her. She's brought and in why over. Why in the world would anyone do that? Because she brings in millions and of why? voters. Why would anybody do that? Because she brings in and the why voters. why would anybody do that? Why? I, why? I have a question. She brought I have in. Mm-hmm. I have another question for the group. It seems it's always difficult for black people to vote. But why is it for poor black people to vote? Why isn't it hard? Is it hard for white, poor white people to vote? Or is it Yes, it is. But they or? just don't talk about it. They don't bring it up as a talking point. Yeah. Because then they have to admit that they're poor. Yeah. And nobody wants to admit that. Just like you'd have to admit that affirmative action benefited white uh, white women more than it did any other minority. Right. I think Are the white Chinese women really vote, a minority, though? Are but they? they're not even a minority. Yeah. No, but... But they benefited from it, right? And the people who were the Chinese folks who were families who were suing just realized just now that they had they got had. Well, you know what? That's what they get for not being educated. You know, if you're educated, (laughs) if you're educated, you you would understand how things work and you wouldn't do stupid things. So, you know, welcome. Welcome to the they real world jackass. That's they, what it is. They didn't they didn't research the issue enough. Exactly. You know, how could you move forward with something like this and not Damn. educate yourself as to what it is that is going on? So, you know, and, and those people, I mean, it's not everyone. It is not everyone. But for those people that did not stop them, you know, you you know, you've got to you at fault. You know, you've got to tell your brethren, stop doing this. Because guess so what? We they, are an ethnic minority. You. We are an ethnic minority and we benefit from this. These you people they they want to keep us out. If they use this to keep other ethnic minorities out, they're going to keep us out too. They do not understand that. You know? Pretty much. I think every abused uh, perspective needs to realize we need to get together. And fight, you know, climate change, crooked politicians, education, business. If we all stood together as one group and made them realize that, wait a minute, I'm part of the global majority. Right. Wake up. This affects me. But nobody thinks that way anymore. Why can't we do think, that? Yeah, Why can't somebody just I think, say I think what the you biggest, just said? And... But I think one of the problems is, is um, this issue of artificial 
scarcity, mm-hmm. that they create this concept that there is a shortage of all things, not enough jobs, not enough money, not enough educational um, opportunities, not enough, everything is not enough. And because of this false sense of scarcity, everyone is running to grab what they can instead of realizing that we're fighting over crumbs and they have got the whole loaf. You know, they are just sprinkling these little crumbs on us and watching us fight over it like, you know, you know, what do you call it? those uh, dog fights or cock fights? You know, this, they watch mm-hmm. us and out there doing this yeah. and they are amused and, by it. And to uh, answer Otto's question, why isn't somebody saying this or doing this? Last person who said all this was Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> and he got shot. Yeah. Somebody talking? Yeah, really, Roxanne. Light, Roxanne. Coming in really low. I only, and we only see your shoulder. Yes, lovely shoulder that it is. This, that's what we see. Absolutely. I thought she'd have another conversation. Oh, she's not talking to us anymore. But but what we're talking about is divide and conquer. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and they use false scarcity in order to do that. To tell you know the black people, oh the white people, they're oh, taking the stuff, your the Asian yep, people, they're taking yeah your you're taking your, your crumbs, from yeah you. yeah exactly yeah because you get the impression that the only people that have a, a problem voting are poor black people or black people in general, and that you know you know why is that why is it why is that impression given why is that impression given you know it's just because in years past. Latinos traditionally voted re- and Republican because the Republicans are going, look, they're fascists, just like what you left your country for or what fill in the blank. Uh, Asians used to vote Republican for whatever reason. So that left the black folk with the Democrat. Yeah, with the Democrats. A lot of them, they crave white adjacency because they come from a country that tells them that in this country, in order to be successful, you need to be white adjacent. And as a result, then they think being voted Republican is about as white adjacent as you can get, you know, at least these these days, you know, after the, the great flip, you know, from the, the Dixiecrats, Democrats. Yeah, and, and coming from other Latin American countries, you have colorism down there. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. But somebody need to tell Roxanne that she, the conversations occurring on a recording. Mm-hmm. Penelope, can you mute her? We know her? all her secrets. Yes. We, now we have muted her. There. We don't know all of her secrets, the Wu-Tang secrets. She's healing. <laughs> How she's fixing the house. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so prediction. Some Somebody will, I predict that there will be somebody who comes along and finally wakes up enough people to say, we are a global majority. Let's work like one. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you in all honesty, what they really need to do in the Democratic Party is everybody step back and let Stacey Abrams jump up and work her magic because she is the only person that really knows how to run a campaign, you know, Mm -hmm. to get people out to vote. So everybody else sit down and shut up and let Stacey do her thing. Please. She is a guru and she needs to be followed in all things in every sector with regard to getting out the vote. Well, I, I I think with Democrats and mind you, I'm an independent, but I think with Democrats they just need to to grow some balls and nipples. Yeah, 
You know, fight, just... you know, fight the good fight. Stop, stop reacting when the when, like Sean mm -hmm. Connery said in the Untouchables. Okay, that's right. You know, you bring this person brings a, a, a bat, you bring a knife to the fight. That's you, right. It's the knife, you bring a gun. You got to fight these people. They say you put one in the hospital, you put theirs in the morgue. Why is it that we don't have anybody who just like uh, a rolling nervous birth of fighting? Why, what happened? You know what? I'm going to tell you the, like, last you, person, know, I, the last person. The last person that's a whirling dervish of fighting was Michael Bloomberg. He was not scared of Trump, and Trump was scared of him. And yeah. then you have Elizabeth Warren, who I, I mean, to this day, I think that she was given uh, some money paid off or whatever to try to undermine Michael Bloomberg. I really do. I was so disappointed. But Bloomberg did the stop and frisk and. You know what? You know, he had I heard those, that, but you know what? Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, that's fine. I don't. I don't mind that at all, because I would rather somebody in the White House. Oh no, no, no! I don't mind the fact that he did it, and now he owes us. I'd rather have somebody in the White House who owes me than somebody that doesn't. He owes us big time, and as a result, yeah, I'd rather have him up there. Because you remember, you owe us, buddy. You know, and mm -hmm. you got to make good. You better make right on the things that you've done. And see, with with the stop and frisk, that was a carryover from Giuliani. Okay, that was a carryover with Giuliani because Giuliani made it. He made it a crime to be poor in New York City. Okay, even I it was even a crime. When, well, this listen, even when it came to education, because he was he was mayor during the time when my children were in school. And it's like once his regime came into power, it was like they were coming down really hard on parents for no reason. Mm. You know? Yeah, but he he didn't campaign that way. He campaigned like a you know, like a John Lindsay Republican or something. He would he he campaigned like a, a LaGuardia Republican, a fusion a fusion yeah. Republican. But then okay. it's something completely up, different. You can't be a straight up Republican and wear and win uh, nah, the not mayor's New York. race in New York City. You, you, no. You, yeah. no, that doesn't happen. Mm. But, it was you know, he was came off as something different. It, it, listen, this he, Giuliani is the reason why I'm an independent now. Okay, because back in the day, the first political party that I joined was the Liberal Party. Mm -hmm. Okay. With Ray Harden and Reverend Harrington, they picked Giuliani up for to run for mayor against Dinkins, right? Mm -hmm. Giuliani, up until that point, you would thought that he was the second coming of Lindsay or LaGuardia. He was a fusion Republican, but then he started changing, and the the real change came when he led that that infamous police riot down at City Hall. Where the police was had stormed in the city hall, and they were calling the the council black and Latino councilmen niggers and spicks and all of that, and they was picking mm. fights with black people. They was calling Dinkins a, a washroom attendant. He was the leader of that. And then when he got into he got into Gracie Mansion, he just started. See, uh, 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 listen. The day everybody found out. 
that he invited Benito Mussolini's niece for dinner hmm. at Gracie Mansion. That was the writing on the wall right there. We made a mistake. We made a mistake. And see, <laughs> the mistake the mistake was so bad that it split the Liberal Party. Hmm. Ray Harden and his faction, they were all about patronage and grabbing jobs in Giuliani's administration. Reverend Harden's faction, which I was part of, we were still about being progressive, you know, and it split the Liberal Party. Well, and this, that's here's why another you... thing. Here's another thing. I wish I could make a prediction to as a codicil to Sonia's prediction is that we get rid of political parties. Hmm. I I wish that would happen. Who Republican who gives a damn? Who cares? You know, based based on what the 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 standard bearer uh, the Republican Party is saying, like Roxanne said, the crazy stuff that the the candidate is saying. Who who could justify being a Republican? Well, yeah. that's that's why I'm a, that's why I'm independent now. Mm -hmm. I'm an independent because let me criticize you. Let me criticize you. Let me criticize. Right. You. Okay. So I used to be I part of the liberal. I should be a liberal party member when I was in New York. Right. And then I found out that I couldn't vote in the primaries. Right. And so I ditched the liberal only because of that. Right. And and so I wanted to say in who was going to be the the standard bearer between the two parties, I made a decision. So I think independent is great, but I think that it's sort of a it takes away your voice as to who who's going to be the ultimate candidate on the other side okay for me i'm just i just cut to the chase okay if you the democrats or republicans whichever party produces the candidate that in 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 my view is the best for this country or the state of the city that's who i'm gonna go for okay now with the primaries you've you know, they can figure it out. And then even if the candidate is not 100% of what I like, okay, but still, I'm going to vote for who I feel is, is the best. That's why probably probably my grandson will will be able to vote Republican for me because I can't see myself voting for a Republican in my lifetime. And what about the what what about the undecided voter? Remember those people? Right. How can anybody be undecided in this day and age? I cannot yeah. see how anyone can be undecided in this day and age. That's a rare animal these days. They're That's on CNN rare. all this, every I another prediction. There would be a group of undecided voters on CNN. And they're gonna, see, be, I can't they're understand gonna poll that. them and they're gonna ask them questions after each debate. Mm -hmm. I, I I I just I don't know about that. And see, this is why I'm very skeptical about polls. Mm -hmm. Okay, because it's, it's it's all the way a pattern where where the polls will show one thing, and that's usually if it's a poll I don't like, that's when I start flipping out early in the election cycle, and then the polls will kind of like 
solidify near the end. Now, this whole nonsense with Trump having a huge, huge lead in the Republican Party, to me, they're probably asking the same freaking people over and over Mm -hmm. and over again. They're not going to different people. Okay, and these days being undecided, what is, how can you be undecided? You got the crazy guy over here and you got the old guy over here. Okay, what is so hard to choose between, you're choosing between Metamucil and Cloud Cuckoo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the reason you're undecided is you don't want your friends to know who you really want to, who you're really going to vote for. Uh, That makes Ah, sense. I agree. Yeah. That makes and, and it's really sense. nobody's business, though, is it? Yeah, it really isn't. No, but the thing is that, you know, they're going to keep kneeling you and pushing you, and they're going to ask you leading questions, and they're going to uh, do all the talking points of who they like and say, but you agree with that, right? Right? And you're going to say yes. And then your friend that has opposite point of view is going to do the same thing. You're going to say yes to them. And uh, that's why you're undecided, because you don't really want people to know because your coworkers or whoever are going to Mm-hmm. and you're just trying to you know make save face and young people don't pick up their s- telephones unless they know who's calling yeah yeah true, I that, don't either. true that yeah i don't i either. don't no i don't either I don't but that is. that's they can go to you know, they're calling people who are lonely who want somebody to talk to and so they don't mind talking to tele um to uh survey takers mm. well that's me that describes me but i still won't pick up phone. I'm lonely and I need somebody to talk to, but I won't pick up my phone. Okay. I, I know some folks in India. I'll give them your number. <laughs> uh, I still won't pick up if I don't know your number. I still won't pick up. They'll find a way to spoof it, and you can. You'll think it's somebody you know. That's well, the other that's somebody I know. I'm not picking up. Yeah. 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 But you know, I I, I think that's right. I think you know, you get the same people. And, and, it's, and it's dangerous to, to talk politics now. Don't, I, w- I would advise anyone, I would advise against anyone having a discussion regarding politics or the, the, the Middle East, Gaza, Israeli issues, or the Ukraine, or Trump being thrown off ballots. Avoid that discussion, those discussions like the plague. Yeah, because yeah, I think that unless, you, unless, you are, unless you're talking with people who are, you know, willing to discuss the issue rationally, you know, who are not, you know, have not just basically say, I'm not going to listen to anything that you have to say. I have a particular position and my position is the only position. You know, what is the point? You know, if you're not having conversations to get information to help you make decisions, but in all honesty, what decision can we make? As we were saying earlier in the show, what is the point of telling me what's going on in Gaza? Because there's nothing I can do. Well, you know, Penelope, the one, you know, you just said, talked about, um, you know, having these conversations that people, you know, who are willing to have rational discourse. But, you know, one thing you got to remember is that even the people who you think would be willing to have rational discourse do not. Yeah. Exactly. You don't know who they are. No, you're right. Because I'm just saying, you know, but even even so, we talk about it, but what can we do? What can we do? You know, what is, you know, we talk, it's okay, this, I, I think this, I think that. But ultimately, the end of the conversation, what can we do? You know, 
even if I say I, you know, I'm pro this, I'm I'm anti that. I mean, talk to talk about elections and things of that ilk. Because one thing is, you know, you can vote. You know, mm -hmm. I, but you used to, used to be get to vote. But now it used to be public. But used to be public discourse, like on, you know, William Buckley's firing line, or you know, some, even that mm -hmm. you know, sixty minutes thing they they had with Shana Alexander and whatever that that old guy's Jack, name was. I, uh, was it Jack something? Or, yeah. or I, I don't know. Otto, you might remember on Channel 13 in New York, The Open Mind. Yeah. You had conversations and people people said one thing and then somebody said something else. But, you know, people weren't allowed to come on a program and say things that were unsubstantiated. Right. Or didn't or weren't credentialed enough right. to, to, you know, say Having stuff with like even yeah, have an opinion. Like, you know, who's, who's Tucker Carlson? He's not a political scientist. Or any of these other people that come on it. They're just, they're just talking. Mm -hmm. They don't know anything. Yeah, and you know, and the other stuff. thing, too, about, you know, trying to have rational discourse is, I mean, I think it's, I don't want to say it's a deep cultural change, but it's, it's certainly something that's been... Um, that's been seriously no noticeable mm -hmm. for the past 25 years or so is that anytime you disagree with someone on a political issue, it's a personal attack. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being, exactly. no, like just don't agree. Yeah. You know, nobody can have opinions anymore. No, no. It is insane. Yeah. No, just, uh, you can't just say, no, I just disagree. You know, I just, I just don't agree. And then, well, then you find can't be my friend anymore. Right. If unnecessary to try to change your mind or. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Like, no, I it's insane. Just don't agree. That's all. You know, I don't, don't understand culturally what's happened with this country. No. And aside from, like, for example, you know, Trump people, you know, aside from their odious personalities and all of mm -hmm. that, um, I wouldn't be friends because I know they would try to be pounding their political views into me and it's like mm -hmm. no I, I don't want i don't need to spend the afternoon defending myself against that right i just want to have a coffee and talk about the movie you know yeah, exactly. wanna, right <laughs> you know that stuff in fact when we were growing up that was inappropriate conversation you were supposed to talk religion politics talk or politics, money religion and money and now we're not right. it, talk about it you know we discuss we discuss how much people make. Mm -hmm. You know, we we take pictures of what we're eating or where we're eating. Mm -hmm. We have these fantasy social media lives where we mm -hmm. make other people depressed because they're not eating and where we are and they're not eating the gold ice ice cream with uh, with gold layering on it. it it's just mm -hmm. we have to control our lives. That's the prediction that we have to control, like get our lives back. Yeah. It can't be TikTok lives. It can't be Facebook, Instagram. Mm -hmm. We have to live in a reality. Right. Well, and that's, I guess that's one of the downsides, of course, of the internet. It allows mm -hmm. people to present these avatars and that's not their lives at all. I mean, how many, you know, how many chats online and, you know, 13 year old mm -hmm. girl goes and it's a 45 year old guy waiting for Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the same. That, that. nobody is who they are on the internet. And, and 
and you're you're comparing your life against someone who has some avatar life and it doesn't it doesn't stack up and so you yeah how do you know that gold leaf ice cream isn't gold colored tinfoil right yeah or just (laughs) yeah you know you are a failure penelope Mm -hmm. And yeah. Roxanne, you're a failure. Because you're not you're eating, eating gold ice cream. Gold ice cream. Ice cream. Right. Gold yeah. shavings. So there. Well, yeah. what, I mean, unless it's somebody I know very well, like um, a family friend who still lives in Akron, Ohio, who was at the hospital the day I was born kind of thing. I don't take anything I see on Facebook or Twitter I mean, it's it's just okay. I, I reserve judgment on this is who you are. And I think so many people look at this stuff and say, "Oh my gosh, I'm behind." Yeah, you know, I'm, your I'm life. not. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not working on the because they're like not learning. taught. They're not taught critical reasoning. Critical thinking. That mm-hmm. that you know, Sonia, you are absolutely right. It used to be one taught of, in think, schools. It's not of, anymore. The biggest thing that's lacking in American education, I mean, I mean, you know, besides like books and things like that, is nobody teaches people critical thinking and they haven't done it in 35 years. And um, media and, literacy. Right. And, and, it used and to that's be that why people... and that's one and that's why people are so easily bamboozled. Well, what about what about what about civics classes? That because it seems like that's lacking too. That's because well, there are civic classes, but those are dictated by the state. The state tells teachers what they can and cannot teach. Right, that's the current fight going on in Florida. One of the things that I talked about with uh, Otto all the time is we should have uh, federal schools. Every state should have federal schools. And children should be able to choose whether to go to a state school or a federal school. And the federal will be taught your education at the federal level and not an education taught at the state level. And that they should be um, basically underwritten by the Department of Defense so that children who are coming out of these schools, the federal school program, you have a leg up like going into any of the academies after they graduate. And, you know, especially children who are going through the uh, foster care system and age out, they should have a place, you know, automatically to go into, to be going to school in the federal school system if they're in the foster care system so that afterwards they can go straight into the military if they, if they choose to do so or be able to go into an academy if they choose to do so. Penelope, you've been talking about some really great ideas, but girl... <laughs> You're talking some serious constitutional amendments here. Yeah, yeah. They tried. They tried what? What? Which? With the um, what was it? Well, the, all of those, you know, the government. Here's the standards we want people to teach by, and yeah, everybody but, lost their stuff. But aren't there federal? But there are federal schools already, aren't there? No, no, no. no. On military run, bases. Military bases. They have federal schools. Well, that's different. They're on a military base. Well, yeah. military they're not, military, but we have but military not, bases. But they're not part of the Yeah, but they're not part of the state. Bases are not, military bases are not part of the state. They are federal property. That's what I'm saying, that we should have federal schools. And children should have the option to go so to In other words, you, you're saying that a child whose parents are not military should be allowed to 
to go to school on the military base. Absolutely. They should be able to go. Okay. To now, the feds can do that without a constitutional amendment, but you got to convince them to do it. You got to convince uh, yeah. the Department of Education mm-hmm. to do that. I think and you've got to convince the school boards to well, let that child go. School, we don't need the school board. No, but the school board has to release the money so that the student's child can go to that school. No, no if the feds are paying for everything, for no, the, they can cut the school board out. Yeah. We don't want them. We just go straight to the feds. Yeah. And go to federal schools, get a federal federal education. Yeah. You know? But we some of, yeah, some of the schools now on the bases are run by the counties. Too. Well, that that's that's a deal that you know the base yeah. has cut or whoever with the county, mm-hmm. but that does not necessarily have to be the case. Those bases, like the District of Columbia, mm-hmm. is a federal enclave, and unless the feds say okay, you can come in, mm-hmm. the states and the locals have no power. Exactly. Not- I think that would be a great way for us to get control. And the, I think the New York Times did a study and found out that uh, black and Hispanic um, readership, their, their their literacy was equal to that of, of uh, white students in private schools, in the federal schools. Mm-hmm. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. Can't hurt. Yeah. You know, you know what the other deal is too. Uh, it, you, you, we talked about Facebook and Twitter and and Instagram. People compare their lives, and you. I think you know we talked about Father Knows Best and all those shows. That's what people compare their lives to back then. And although it was kind of perverted, it was it was it wasn't people living like the Kardashians or anything like that. And I think now, I think it started out. In my in my opinion, started out with like, like Frasier, the Frasier mm-hmm. show, where you have people living in kind of um, upper middle class existence, and people comparing their lives to that, yeah, and seeing that they're coming up short, mm-hmm. and I think people have been feeling that they've been coming up short for a very long time, comparing their lives to the reality shows and the Instagrams and the Facebooks, it's like, what are we comparing our life to? Right. That's because you know, they don't so, know that reality isn't, reality TV isn't real. real. And that goes, right TV, back, yeah. that goes right back yeah. to the media literacy and the rational thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's edited for a reason because you got to put commercials in mm-hmm. and you got to keep those sponsors happy. <laughs> And I think the other thing people don't understand when they compare themselves to, you know, what they see in the media and they're and they're falling short, is that what they're seeing in the media is sponsored. Mm-hmm. Somebody is giving yeah. them money, you yeah. know, whether it's a right. TV show, whether it's an Instagram person, whether it's a TikTok person, you know, somebody is giving them money, perks, this, that, and the other. A, you're not getting that. B. You, one reason why you're not living like, you know, they are on TV is because your wages have been stagnated right. since the 70s. Wow. You know, if, if and they're we, just now if starting people, to grow, if people were being paid what they really should be paid, I mean, you know, the value of their labor, mm-hmm. minimum wage would be like 30, 30 bucks an hour. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And the reality is too that there is no way that people who are the uber wealthy that they are now could exist in a system where people are being fairly paid. And no way. Oh. No way. Absolutely not. Well, that was a whole that that that's you know that's been since the 19th century, the mm -hmm. Gilded Age. Yeah. Finally, Congress, right? You know, the Feds reined them in. But what's happened now? You know, the Sherman Antitrust Act, which was passed in 1912. I mean, that doesn't even have gums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, you you you, you didn't hear you didn't hear the term billionaires in the 80s, right? You just. No, like people no. were millionaires, you know. Yeah. Yes. Billionaires yes. is a new actual terminology. It's it's, yeah. it's it's common. If you're not a billionaire, then you ain't nothing. You know, I I was um I was um writing something, and they said that you know the question was you know what was your favorite book, you know blah blah blah, and I said it was the Anubis Gates by Tim Powers, one of my favorite books, the Anubis Gates by Tim Powers. Except you know it's an old book because the the villain is a millionaire. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, look yeah, at all like, look uh, at all these romance books. Everybody's all the guys are billionaires. Yeah, this is yeah. a billionaire. This billionaire that. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, back back in back in the eighties or the seventies or the eighties, whatever. It was really really <laughs> rare for someone to be a billionaire. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. A billion dollars? Yeah. And does does anyone actually have a billion dollars? Or is just somebody said some of net worth, quote unquote, is well, a billion it's, dollars? Well, it's net worth. I mean, if the stock tanks, you know, they're out of luck. Yeah. 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 No, they don't billion have a billion dollars. dollars in gold, you know, in their basement. <laughs> so prove it. Like, I'm a billionaire. Prove it. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, guess, and, why... I guess and I guess that's what it's about. I mean, I'm a billionaire. It also depends on, you know, well, if you can show somebody you're a billionaire on paper, then you get credit. Isn't that what you the state credit. of New York's doing? It's based on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what the the state of New York is suing the Cheeto for? Because he falsifying. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. Yes, inflating. He brought words. in the Forbes magazine. Says, "I'm a billionaire." See, Forbes said so. No, that doesn't work. Right. I own a mansion and a yacht. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Right. So, so in what, in what, in what universe is it that you're a millionaire? You have a like a million dollars in the bank. I'm not talking about stocks or anything. You got mm -hmm. a million bucks in the bank that you can have access to, and you feel mm -hmm. like you're poor. Because you know you somebody. Feel like you're lacking. You know, yeah. That's insane, isn't it? That really is insane. It is. That you feel poor because you have a million dollars. That's so. I don't you know. know a, a friend of mine. Um, I mean, this was 30 years ago, but um, this was when the lotteries. 30, 35 years ago when the lotteries were first starting up, not all, not all the states had lotteries. Mm -hmm. Actually, Utah still doesn't, but that's a different story. Mm -hmm. um, but then the mega millions, they wasn't called mega millions then, but that's, you know, when the jackpots really started going up. I remember. You know, and 
Um, I would hear people say, oh, I'm not going to play the lottery this week. It's only seven million. And <laughs> said, how jaded we have become when we turn our nose up at seven million dollars. Yeah, that's yeah, when I, I play. Because <laughs> yeah. I so know, I know yeah, nobody you know, else is going to play. Nobody else is going to play. Might as well be me. Well, yeah. Uh, and then I, somebody listen. said, and then somebody said, well, let's say you win $25 million. The government's going to take half of it. And I'm like, I so, didn't have $25 million yesterday. I, 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 are you a moron? Like, that means you're a moron. If the government takes 50% of my 50, $25 million, I still got 12 and a half million. I didn't have yesterday. Yeah. And I didn't have yes, that was true. Even if that was right? accurate, even if it was accurate, right? You are you're and you're a moron and you let the government take half of your money, you still have 12 million bucks. Exactly. That's it. About? That's it. I didn't have it yesterday. You know, I mean uh, exactly. if, if I if I got a share of 50% of my winnings with the government and I still have 12 million bucks. Here, Uncle Sam, it's yours. Yeah, enjoy. But, I mean, remember, remember the Ali fights? We used to get like five million dollars a fight, and the U.S. government used to take like half. And that's oh damn, that's a lot of money. Did I ever stop Ali from fighting? I, well, I'm not know, fighting. I, never. No, no that's too much it. taxes to pay. Yeah. Uh huh. Nope. He fought and paid taxes, and that's oh. the way. I, I mean, I, it's listen, I know people. I know people at work. Who said they don't want to raise because they don't want to pay more taxes? Okay, well there we go. Well, um, I'll take their money. Inflation now is running at three percent. If they don't want to raise when inflation starts spiking again, they'll want it then. Yep. Yep. Because they can't afford to eat. That is insane to me for someone to say, "I don't want a raise because then I'll have to pay." But you're still getting more money. Oh, I don't understand. Yeah. Why are you crazy? No. Yeah, I had to pay more taxes, and then people want me to do more work. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it's the more work part. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, y'all. Yeah. So my predi my prediction, my other prediction is uh, my hope, along with Sonya's hope, that someone come in and. And say that we all need to get together and, and you know the the displaced the the people who uh, who need to get together get together is that we stop comparing our lives with made up lives of social media. Yeah, it's hard. I think a lot of people don't talk to other human beings too much. You know, they don't have enough um, interaction. I guess it's harder once you leave school. I guess, you know, in my mind, you know, we go to school, you see people every day, you talk, you interact with them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, you, you see somebody you went to school with and they're on Facebook and they said they have a mansion and a yacht. And you're like, Damn, yeah, God. I don't have a mansion and or a yacht. Uh, somebody, I can't see who it is. This mm -hmm. is this Facebook user. Because unless you're on the stream yard, it won't say who it is. I don't know if it's Sonia uh, uh, on there. So, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah, but I think, uh, so many people, we're at school, we're, we're in college, we're, you know, graduate school, or even if we work somewhere, we interact with people, but the more remote we become, the more quote unquote remote we become. 
and people don't understand what real life is anymore. You know, we think these things we see on television are real and they're not real because we're used to seeing things through a screen and believe that it's real instead of the stuff that you actually are interacting with. So I think that's a, another problem that a lot of people don't understand what real is anymore, you know? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. Thinking again. Media literacy. Here we go with, was it Cranston's friend, the the guy yeah. <laughs> with Perry Mason and, and Ironside? Yeah. Yeah. Repeat it again, Cranston, for those who don't know. Yeah. He was, just, uh, he was, a, he was well, a guy who was born like at either the, at the beginning of the last century or very late in the one before that. But all of this stuff was kind of new. And I guess it was still, televisions were like a magic box. And he thought that everything on television was real, regardless of whatever was happening. So for him, the uh, people on the Enterprise were also alive at the same time as the people on the Ponderosa. It was all the same thing. Wow! So uh, he how could how could he how could his brain function like that? It, it it just but think about it. It simplified things. You don't have to separate the realities. You just accept it for what it is and everything. You know, uh, any day James T. Kirk could fall. Uh, theme down next to Ben Cartwright, it would make perfect sense. The rest of us would question it for him, no problem. Okay. So watch as uh, actors changed, uh, changed, um, changed series. So after Perry Mason went off the air, he was under the impression that Raymond Burr, because he knew it was the same person, was Perry Mason. And then he gave up the law and he moved to San Francisco and became a uh, police officer who was wounded in the line of duty, uh -huh. fined to a wheelchair. It was Fire sides. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Now, here's the funny yeah. thing, though. I said the same thing. I made that shit up, man. I, I, I did not think anybody thought like that at all. <laughs> I made I it had up. I'm just making a joke. I had an I had an intern who I was watching the musical Into the Woods back when A and E was used to air the Broadway mm -hmm. shows. She thought it was a documentary. She had never <laughs> figured out. Never get out of here. No. <laughs> she thought Into the Woods was a documentary because About TV what? TV <laughs> would TV wouldn't put on anything that wasn't real. <laughs> Oh well, I gotta tell you, I was um, I stuck. Breathe, in. James. Breathe. <laughs> we can't lose you on air. Breathe. This happened about a thousand years ago, but oh, I was watching television. You know, I like I always said, I don't watch TV, but I was mm -hmm. watching television one night, and I came on this show, came upon this show. I'm like, oh, this is Saturday Night Live, and there was this woman singing and crying and. You know, I'm looking and laughing. Oh, and no. Then, then like 20 oh, no. minutes by, and I said, you know, this is an awfully long skit. <laughs> so I got the TV guy. It was the 700 Club. <laughs> Jimmy Tammy <laughs> Faye? Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. Tammy Faye. Wow. SNL. Wow. I mean, I can't imagine... How oh, she boy. always got her mascara to run like that. You know? <laughs> oh man! Wow. 
Oh, wow. man. That's good That's stuff. That's a blast from the past. Tammy Faye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. That that was a thing. Never occurred then. to me that that I you know I'd never seen any of these actors on SNL before. Say, so, oh, maybe they must have a new crew. Oh wow, wow, <laughs> That's good. wow! I like that. That's great. That is great. Yeah. yeah that is. Okay, I'll 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 be thinking about that forever and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still do. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I wow. Because I'm looking at our time. We have been here for a while. This has been a wonderful show in review for 2023. and looking forward to 2024, whatever it may bring, right? Uh, so I guess I'll go around and ask anyone if you have any resolutions or things that you're looking forward to in the next year. And I'm going to say, James, it does not have to be a resolution because I know you don't do them, but a thing that you're looking forward to in the next year. Okay, my my thing is this. I hope that the beginning of the year, I'm listening to a lot of Earth, Wind, and Fire to be positive and everything. You know, be positive. And I hope that by the end of the year, I'm still listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire and not the doors. Because usually when I get depressed, (laughs) usually when I get depressed and pessimistic. This is the end. Yeah. (laughs) This is the end. Or R.E.M. This is is the end of the world as we know. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Very good. Thank you, James, for that uh, uplifting, depressing. (laughs) I will send uh, you videos, James, just to keep you upbeat. (laughs) All right. All right. And how about you, Roxanne? What are you looking forward to coming? I am looking forward to building my uh, author presence. Absolutely. I'm exploring various, you know, now that I'm uh, now that the the nine to five is gone, um, I am finally getting my shit together. All right. And mapping out avenues and things like that. things that I can do, like I, you know, book talk, I'm looking into, um, if my house stopped bankrupting me, I'm looking into <laughs> hiring an author's assistant um, to do some of the things that, um, you know, that they can do and I can get, you know, do my writing and things like that. Um, I don't travel well very anymore because of arthritis. So, um, I'm looking into more local venues. I am looking into um, creating um, a, a, a woman, an author I just met a couple of, about a month ago. I'm look, we're kind of figuring out how we can create a BIPOC presence um, and not just individual Black author or BIPOC authors. Mm-hmm. Like my thought was, um, you know, like say we're at Balticon because I'm I'm always at Balticon. Um, it's my home convention. Instead of having a table with, you know, my publishing company, her publishing company, whatever, um, I was thinking of a banner that just says, you know, BIPOC DS10 or DS19. Um, and then, of course, we would have uh, books by many authors, several authors, and not just me, her, and one other person. Mm-hmm. And that way we could have a lot of books on the table, a lot of different books on the table. Right. Um, 
And, um, you know, because over the years, I've, you know, being in the dealer's rooms, I've been watching. And it seems that the, I mean, you know, there is a relationship, you know, thing there. But also, the dealers who have like tons of different books on their tables, those are the, that's where people stop. So that, that's what I want to create with, um, like, you know, Balticon, Baltimore Book Festival is happening again this year. And just very other, various other things, um, maybe do some library reading, set up some stuff. But yeah, I'm trying to, you know, this is, I've been writing for over 20 years, but I always had the day job. And there were, and on all of my day jobs took up an inordinate amount of my time. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm out of that life, this is my time. This right. is my time to get it together and, and make something. And that's what I'm doing. I spent a last, I spent 2023 kind of, kind of tiddling about, you know, trying to get it together in my head, but now I've got something to go with. All and right for 2024 all right that sounds fantastic how about you cranston what's on the menu for 2024 um my main menu for 2024 is to try something different which is instead of organizing is is right sizing just letting stuff go and just saying okay well you know do you really need this and need to do this and just kind of streamline things like that all right sounds great sonia I got three things. I got to become the CEO of my life All and right. take control. I met with a business coach last a few weeks ago uh, to drop my Bible because Roxanne was talking to drop a plan to support BIPOC and LGBTQ plus creatives to there should be no starving artists. There's no reason for any artist to starve in this day and age and to support them, help them with diversification, with marketing. Mm -hmm. So I will be talking to Roxanne later <laughs> so that we can compare plans. And then the third is now I've got a name for it after this conversation. I'm going to see about starting an online school for the global majority. Mm -hmm. uh, all, right. all the things that folks aren't being taught, we're going to teach it online and, and hopefully make lots of money. All right. In doing it and for both us and the people taking the courses. Cool beans, all right. All right. right, Otto, how about you? What's the plan, man? Well, I'm like Cranston. I'm gonna throw a lot of shit out that I don't need. That's number one, clear stuff out. Number two, I'm, I'm, I'm like a NBA player. You know, I used, to, I used to look for my own shot. I feel like I need mm -hmm. to go to the hole and make my own score, but now I wanna be a point guard. I wanna. I want to set other people to make sure they get their shot and make sure they're comfortable in life and take their take their opportunities and see their opportunities. So I'm 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 changing roles as supposed to be a dominant ball player that looks and scores 30 mm -hmm. points a game. I'm looking for 30 assists each game. All right. All right. This sounds fantastic. We got one more folks. Sure. We're gonna make Sojourner Con a preeminent con that everybody yeah. comes to next year. 
Absolutely. I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah, it's like I make that first um, big. And if anybody wants to know what Sojourner Khan is, go to Facebook, look up the group. Yeah. Um, soon we'll have a presence on LinkedIn as soon as I can get stuff together. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I mean, I've already. We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> we, we're, we, yeah. Yeah, we, we're going to move in toward getting our person, our, our headliner. Um, I put out some feelers, so I'm feeling really positive but until we get it nailed down. I'm not going to say anything yet, but yeah, it's yeah. set for tomorrow during the meeting. But uh, this is uh, really great. Yeah, this, uh, that thing, yeah, the, doing SojournerCon, I hope that there's going to be, I know it is going to be a hugely successful, important, growing uh, thing that we're working on to uh, basically celebrate the past, present, and future of travel, real and imagined, to have people come in, speakers, you know, who write about travel, write about, you know, uh, places in your stories that, you know, have, are based on travel. For instance, that I might say that I read this book by this author where she has like this horror and uh, adult targeted um science fiction series where it's in Seattle, but then also off world. So that is a travel based work. That would be something that we would have as a journal for history, you know, his past, present, future travel, real and imagined. So those are the people that we like to come out and uh, sell, talk about, present at Sojourner Con. So that's in this August, this this coming August, the first through fourth. So, and it's going to be in Galveston, Texas at the Moody Convention Center. Not, it's not too far from the beach, but they have their own, you know, beach and it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. We're Do they have, will there be a video presence? Yes. Yes, we, will, we are going to have a video presence as well. Virtual presence. Virtual yes. presence, because we know some other people, some people may not be able to get there physically, but absolutely. And how can okay. you say you're something to travel and worldwide when you don't have virtual presence? Really well, can't. yeah, yeah, I guess that would be kind of silly, wouldn't it? Yeah, you, you have to have people all over the world that can be able to participate. Right. So there we go. But okay. you, know, you know, saying that, though, Penelope, you know, you think about the pandemic, it happened in 2020, right? And now mm -hmm. we're going through 2024. Has anything really changed? I think it has because I think it, to some degree people thought of being online and being remote like this, communicating as something special. Now it's not special. It is the norm now. So that's what I think is, is different. I, I truly believe that's different. And it emboldened people were previously saying, oh, we can't do that to fit ADA. And then they did it to fit the pandemic so now they well, have no excuse if there's anything i think that the that 2020 showed us and that has and has only grown is that it opened people's eyes to remote work mm -hmm. in that i don't have to look in my local paper for a job i can work right. anywhere in the united i can work anywhere in the in world. world absolutely new new term digital nomad you yeah. can work wherever well, you want to be at whatever time you want to be. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I can work in a, now you still got to deal with time differences, but hey, mm -hmm. you can do that. But, you know, I'm in, I'm in Maryland and my employer is in California. Right. You know, and 
I don't even go there once a year. I mean, I think it's amazing well, you know, is that. The- yeah, go ahead. You got I know you get ready to say this. Go ahead. <laughs> I got my cynicism. My cynicism will continue through 2024. And right. so it's at 10, but now it's probably going to 11. So I know somebody <laughs> who came, instead of working from home, working <laughs> from sleep. So basically, while you're sleeping, you're working. And yeah, so, they tap into you know, your brain. And have you working from sleep. So while you're sleeping, you're also working. And then you wake up and then you have to also work. So there work. you go. This is this is the wave of the future. Work from sleep. Our son, hey, from you sleep. know, I tell you, hey, you know, not too far fetched in my mind. Yeah, you know, they, they can do it. As long they as the pay is right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That little can you implant. Imagine your brain would be like scrambled eggs. Oh, that would be like horrible. This is, your, like this is your brain on overtime. Oh, my <laughs> God. That would be so horrible. Can you imagine that, man? They get you coming and going. But that's much like your invention, Otto, when you're working at a law firm that you have, instead of having a chair, your seat would be like one of those, like a, a what you call it, toilet? You took like a toilet you chair. sit on. I so that you that never took first- a chair. <laughs> My so you have an excuse to leave your desk at yeah. all during the day, yeah. and you leave your <laughs> office, and the partners say, "Where are you going?" Well, I was gonna go back yeah. to. Oh no, you don't go back to your office. Get back in your office. toilet chair. <laughs> That's right. No, I invented that. I invented that no. many years ago. No, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, that's 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 what he said. Yeah, this has the toilet chair, so you know you don't have any reason to leave your chair. That's right. The smell is not great, but the work is always done. The work is always done. That's right. The work is always done. Well, let me ask you this, Otto. Does that toilet chair flush? Yes. Yes, it must flush also. Sometimes. Remember, it's in your office. You sit there. there And is it soundproof? Is it soundproof? Legal system to come and change. Your legal system's come and change. Your legal system come and change it out for you. Yeah. It better flush or the shit is gonna hit the fan. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. I love that. Yeah, I want it soundproofed. Yeah, it needs to be. Oh yeah, yeah, gotta have that too. Yeah, that needs to happen. Hey guys, this uh, Cornelia Elmore. That's my great great grandmother. Um, in Atmore, Alabama, this is the this is the library. This is just you know the dedication thing. The library oh, is going to be okay. behind it. Oh, cool! But um, she founded the first library for Black people in Atmore. Wow! Second wow. floor of a two-story office building, and then it grew into its own building, and so on and so forth. So wow! Where's 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 that? Grandma. I never met her. Alabama, Alabama, yeah, Atmore. It's it's um. What city? Where? Atmore. Atmore. That's the city. That's the town. Atmore. It's about um, I don't know, maybe forty miles, fifty miles from Pensacola. Oh, okay. Oh, really? You know Pensacola? Yeah. That's where our stomping grounds. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if y'all see, but in the um, chat, Thaddeus House has said the future is unknown and unwritten. We can take risks because we have begun to accept the challenges of a world changing beneath our feet. 
dare to believe. All right. Yeah. yeah and on that, you all, I would say that let's just you know, look for, we're going to see you all New Year's Eve, but you'll have a wonderful New Year's Eve and the beginning of a great new year, uh, productive, uh, restful new year. Just, you know, enjoy yourself. We'll see you all again next Happy week new here year. in the other hood. Take care of yourselves. Okay. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.